What is going on? Jason Parks here for episode 24 of the Media Captain Podcast. I am running solo today in muggy and humid Columbus, Ohio, uh, middle of summer here, mid-July. But you know what? That's not stopping me from dishing out e-commerce information to all of my core followers. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have not left a review for the Media Captain Podcast and you're an avid listener, come on, do me a favor, leave a review. It will take you two minutes, and I would greatly appreciate it. But today, I'm going to be talking about your e-commerce strategy. And look, this podcast episode is going to be great because I have so much background on the e-commerce side of running Derm Warehouse, uh, which is the skincare, uh, the dermatologist-backed skincare site that my family owns. Um, we also work with a, a ton of clients on e-commerce, and it is just a fascinating, um, it, it, it's a growing space, let me tell you. I just read that uh, sales of Amazon Prime Day surpassed that of all of Black Friday uh, in Cyber Monday, I believe. So it's um, it's a booming field, but the thing is, is everybody thinks e-commerce is going to be easy, and let me tell you folks, it is not easy. It's very, very tough. Um, and that's one of the things on the agency side is we work with all of these different businesses and sometimes the same exact strategy uh, fails for one e-commerce site versus the other because the product's not as good, the price point's not as good. I'm going to get into all of that. But first, I'm going to be talking about setting up the e-commerce strategy for your business. And first things first is that um, look, before you go out there and invest all of this time and resource into you know, the building of your website and the digital marketing and the advertising dollars, I mean, when all said and done, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars minimum, make sure you can actually sell your product. Uh, I can't tell you how many people think they have a great product and their friends tell them it's great because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Their family tells them it's great because they don't want to hurt their feelings and then they take it to market and it absolutely cannot sell worth shit. Uh, so look, your friends, your family, they're going to be nice. They're not going to be honest. My recommendation before starting on anything e-commerce, uh, go to a um, go, go to a, uh, a, a flea market or a festival or walk around. Try selling your product and see if anybody's willing to buy it. You obviously have to find the right market to do that. Um, or, you know, post something on Facebook Marketplace or on Craigslist and see if there's actual interest in your product uh, and get feedback from real people before investing all of this time and money because we see too often that it's, it's really the product that ends up failing. Uh, so in terms of the overall strategy, I'm going to walk you through a lot of things as to what advertising channels to set up, um, you know, in terms of uh, how to go about SEO. So let me take you first into the process of what happens when a new e-commerce company calls into our site, okay? And uh, hold on one second. I'm literally making pasta as I'm recording this podcast, so um, I just had to walk over to make sure that uh, the pasta didn't overflow. All right, back on track. So when it comes to phone calls that come in on the e-commerce side, uh, People obviously want to sell their product. The first thing that you have to make sure of is that you have a nice and elegant looking website. Uh, do not skimp 
on the site because what's going to happen if you have a shitty looking site is that you're going to end up spending the money on the advertising and it's not going to convert all right so we our, our platform of choice is woocommerce uh, i know there's a lot of shopify people out there um, possibly big commerce possibly magento the reason we love woocommerce is because there's a lot of uh, in, in WooCommerce is an add-on of WordPress, but the reason that we love WooCommerce is because you can do a lot of custom code within WooCommerce. It's open source. Uh, so that means when a client comes to us and they have, uh, you know, unique shipping requirements, well, we're able to... Um, fulfill those needs based off of the custom requirements, whereas you might be handcuffed in a, you know, in a Shopify or big commerce. So I would say 70% of the sites that we build are in WooCommerce, but whether you go the Shopify route, the WooCommerce route, that's completely up to you. But I will say, do not skimp and do not go cheap on the design of your site. Um, you just want to make sure it looks elegant. You want to make sure it looks like a million bucks. So when people actually put their credit card in, they trust your business, okay? Uh, so that's very, very important um, in regards to the build of your site. Make sure it looks professional. The other thing is you want to make sure that it is structured and optimized from an SEO perspective. So be looking into the URL structure to make sure that the, the URLs have, um, you know, good, for the, the, that the products are, keyword friendly in the URL structure so they could be found on the search engines well that you have the right title tag that you have h1s so you also want to make sure that you're building the site properly uh, from an SEO standpoint because look if you're going after something niche and you have a decent domain authority you can generate sales from SEO which obviously is extremely profitable uh, so you want to make sure that you have a good site. So a lot of what's fascinating on the agency side of companies coming to us is that um, the same exact strategy that we've done for certain clients has gone absolutely amazing for some and it's failed for others. And what I always say is Facebook and Google don't lie. All right. When you take your product to market, you're going to know whether or not there is a foundational flaw with your product because people clearly aren't purchasing it or if um, you have something special, which is always really exciting. So the first thing that we always look into is after we talk to a client, a prospective client, we, we determine what is the play um, from an advertising perspective. When I talk about that, I mean, is it a Google play or is it a Facebook and social play? Uh, so I will give you a couple of examples of that. For Derm Warehouse, okay, these are beauty and skincare products that are sold at dermatology offices. People know what product they want. So they are going to be typing into Google Glytone Mild Gel Cleanser, Alfion Eyelash Serum. Those are some of you know our probably top 20 selling products. So Google converts extremely, extremely well for us because the intent is high. People know exactly what they're searching for. Um, when it comes to Facebook and social media, if you have a product that people, that it's difficult to like think of a search query on Google, um, then Facebook and social might be the right play. So, um, you know, Stephanie and I are developing uh, our own product line called Park Perfection. And for this, it is going to be, um, it, 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 this is going to be a play that's more Facebook oriented because people don't necessarily know about the product. Uh, another example is a t-shirt company. 
T-shirts, a lot of times, you don't know what exactly you're looking for in a T-shirt. You know, like you just see a Facebook ad and then you see it's a cheap price point. So you're inclined to buy on social. Um, So that's one super important thing that gets overlooked is that figure out what the right channel is going to be and then invest in both. You want to invest in both Facebook, Instagram, you know, potentially YouTube for retargeting, and then also Google. And and when I say Google, I mean Google PPC and Google Shopping and Google Display. Uh, But you want to invest in all of those because even though my gut is telling me, hey, this is a t-shirt company, they're going to do better on social than they're going to do on um, Google, you want to test both and see which one has the best return on ad spend. Um, So there you go. You got to define the channel where you're going to be spending your Benjamins. (laughs) All right. um, So the next thing is that you want to make sure that your tracking is set up properly. So everything on e-commerce can be tracked, which is amazing. What that means is you're able to place a pixel after the checkout confirmation. So you know exactly how much revenue is being pulled in. Um, So if you have Google Google Analytics needs to be installed on your site. You need to turn on the e-commerce settings within Google Analytics so then you can track how much revenue is being generated. Google Analytics is going to tell you whether or not that's coming from organic, whether that's coming from paid, whether it's coming from direct, and you have all of that data at your fingertips. Well, you can take that data within Google Analytics and you can import that into AdWords where you're going to be running your ads to see the return on ad spend. So I know I'm getting technical here and some of you might be completely lost, but just know that if you're hiring an agency, if you're trying to do it yourself, um, you got to make sure that you have the right tracking to measure the success, okay? Um, So then after you make sure that your site is properly pixeled and you have the right campaigns um, running, you want to... uh, Obviously, that, that, that's where you, you start running your advertisements um, and you start running your marketing. And uh, Google Shopping, okay, that is where you take a product feed and you upload it to Google. If you see the image ads on Google, um, those are Google Shopping ads. So PPC ads are just plain text. Sometimes those convert really well. But for e-commerce, Google Shopping is a really popular play. Uh, when it comes to Google Shopping... What I recommend, and Stephanie and I have learned our lesson in Google Shopping because we failed miserably for the first year and a half, but we were overcomplicating the process. Upload your entire feed of products, set a super low bid, go 50 cents on desktop and maybe 25 cents on mobile, see what comes back, see what comes through, see if you get conversions, and then start segmenting from there. Uh, Google Shopping, you can do a lot of segmentation. One way to segment is based off of the price point of your product. So you obviously don't want to bid the same on a $200 product versus a $30 product. So you can segment based off price point. Um, The other thing is that you can segment based off of category. So if you have uh, t-shirts, backpacks, um, swimsuits, like if you're selling all of those, you can segment based off of category because obviously uh, one category can be super trendy in the summertime versus the fall and, and, and you just want to have segmentation that way. Um, so that's on the, uh, I mean, that's, that, that's on Google shopping and obviously for all of your uh, retargeting uh, or for all of your ad campaigns that you're running via e-commerce, you want to set up retargeting. Retargeting means that you're following 
the user around after they visited your site. Um, look, a lot of people, they're not going to purchase right away. They're going to look at your site. They're going to go to a competitor. They're going to go eat dinner. They're going to wake up the next morning and you want to follow them around. So they remember your brand. Uh, and, um, so that's really like the, the Google side. And I mean, if you can be lucrative on Google, it's an amazing channel for Durham Warehouse. That is literally where all of our ad spend is going, folks. Um, I would say 80%. We were very high at the beginning on Amazon, on Facebook. We tested all of those channels, which is huge, but none of those worked for us the way that Google does. Um, so keep that in mind. The other thing I'll say before I go over on the Facebook side of e-commerce marketing is your return on ad spend. You will talk to agencies that will, well, before even, not even talk to agencies, a lot of times clients will come to us and they'll say, we need a seven to one return on ad spend, or we need an eight to one return on ad spend in order for this to work. Uh, look guys, <laughs> a lot of times that's really unrealistic. What agencies will do to hit that benchmark is they will run branded ad campaigns. What that means is bid on terms like Durham Warehouse and, and add retargeting into the mix for visitors who already visited your site to get to that eight to one return on ad spend. But if you take branded and retargeting out of the equation, it's really hard to get to those levels that a lot of people have expectations of. So don't be thinking so much that you need a high return on ad spend. Be thinking about the cost, the, the lifetime value of your customer. And what I mean by that is, is this customer going to repeat order from you? For Durham Warehouse, we are fortunate that when someone runs out of a product, they reorder, okay? Um, so that means that we're fine with a two and a half to one return on ad spend when we acquire a customer because they're going to continue coming back to us and our email marketing, which I will get into is going to be very lucrative. Um, so just be determining that with your product. Do you get repeat business? Because if you do, you can be willing to spend more to acquire the customer. Do not be cheap to acquire the customer if they're going to come back to you. All right, I'm sure you're sick of me now beating on that topic. Um, so I will go on over to Facebook. And my favorite example on the Facebook and, and, and Instagram side of things is that uh, a lot of people contact us about a t-shirt, uh, wanting to sell t-shirts. Um, obviously, it's a easy thing to do. It's, it's hard to do right. Um, so we had two companies that contacted us. Uh, one of them sold shirts and they were military related shirts and their price point was $30. Um, I thought that that would be a semi-successful campaign because I thought the shirts were designed well. They had good photography. We could target people in the, the Marines, the Air Force, um, you know, the Navy. Like we had that segmentation and that's very important. If you have niche audiences that you can target, uh, it's going to do much better than, than um, well, it has the chance of doing better. So $30 price point, targeting military, thought it was going to work well. Well, there's another client of ours that makes these really cool designs, and they get such a good price point on their product that they're able to sell these t-shirts for $7.99. Literally, they might be one of the cheapest in the entire country of, of selling this custom apparel. Uh, well, what happened? The one that has the low price point, because that is an extremely unique selling proposition for them, they are going to hit over $3 million in sales this year, and that's going starting from scratch, where the other one, we had a trouble selling any product. Um, literally same exact strategy that we were using, uh, just the consumer liked one, the consumer didn't like the other. So 
that as an agency owner allows for me to sleep well at night because I always get disappointed when a campaign doesn't work. But when I know that we have the right strategy and tactics, and a lot of times it can just be the product, something you have to, uh, you know, something that, that that's good for our clients because, you know, we, we have the experience working across a lot of, of verticals. Um, so the other thing that, that Facebook is, is great for is email capture. Uh, and again, I'm going to hit on email because it's so damn important. But when I talk about email capture on Facebook, you can run a lead gen campaign. So you can give away a free shirt. And let's just give the example for this military company. Okay, rather than trying to, to sell a t-shirt for $30, why don't you introduce people to your brand, give away one free t-shirt a week, run a, run a contest. You'll get hundreds of emails, possibly thousands, depending on your budget. And they'll all enter to win this free t-shirt. And then you've collectively captured all of these emails for your email database and your target audience. You have their email and now you can, um, you know, continuously send messages to them. Email marketing is gold, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolute gold. So when you acquire a customer, it is literally so important to have their email, which you should get if they if they make an order. But the other thing that I want you to write down is Sumo, S-U-M-O, sumo.com. That is a pop-up that you can put on any website. It's just a snippet of code and allows for a pop-up, and you can capture emails uh, via Sumo. So for Derm Warehouse, a lot of times we'll run promotions uh, to entice people to capture their email. So even if somebody comes in from a Google Shopping campaign and they don't convert right away, we don't really care. Well, I mean, we do care because we want the sale, but we know that if we capture their email, they're likely going to come back and make an order. We send out some email blasts for Durham Warehouse that do over 20,000, 30,000 in sales off of one email blast. That is us knowing that our customer has a high chance of repeating and you know, investing the money into acquiring the customer, knowing that, knowing that they'll be back. Um, so... You want to get Sumo to capture emails on your site. You can run lead gen campaigns on Facebook to capture emails. And then you will have, um, you know, a good strategy in regards to your, into your email marketing. So I feel like I have to take a deep breath because I talk fast and I was going a million miles an hour there going over one of my favorite subjects and that was e-commerce marketing. I'm going to say it again. If you're 18 minutes and 14 seconds into this podcast, I know you're an avid listener in episode 24, so do me a favor, leave a review for The Media Captain on iTunes, on uh, Google Play. Um, I would really appreciate it. So you see here that I'm talking about a fully integrated e-commerce marketing strategy. You got to have a good site. You got to have the SEO foundation. You, you got to figure out what channel is best for you, and that's, you know, Bless your heart if it's Facebook and Google and Amazon because then you just have something really special. But a lot of times you'll find one core channel that works really well for you. Um, and that's when, uh, you know, tr try and acquire the customer. Hopefully you have a product where they come back and make repeat orders and email marketing. Be sending out email blasts all the time. That t-shirt company that's about to do over 3 million in sales, they literally send out email blasts, I think, on a daily basis, and they do a shit ton of revenue from their email marketing. Um, so there you go. I'm going to take a deep breath. Hopefully you guys take a deep breath and uh, understand how to 
really get your e-commerce going. And, you know, one of the things I say is after, uh, after a client works with us, I, I, I never guarantee success, but I say what you'll know is whether or not the consumer is liking your product because we know how to target the ads um, appropriately to figure out whether or not, um, you know, it will generate sales based off of, based off of the strategy. I always recommend running A versus B tests when it comes to your Google ads, when it comes to your, uh, you know, Facebook and social media ads, because you want to, I mean, a lot of times you can just see with a different variation of ad copy that can make a big difference. But um, there you have it, guys. I, I feel like Stephanie needs to record her own podcast on, on e-commerce, but, um, you know, we've just been working on a ton of e-commerce sites. It's exciting. I love it. Um, and hopefully you got a lot out of this. Um, and again, if you have any questions, shoot us an email, info at themediacaptain.com. Tweet us at the media captain. We will read off your questions if you tweet it to us in the very next episode. Thanks so much, guys.